Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Coming your way here on this Wednesday. We're in the next to last day of June. June the 29th, and uh, primary day yesterday. A lot of big results from last night. We'll talk about those with our colleague and uh, former colleague and friend. He's still a friend, a former colleague, uh, Patrick Finkston, uh, who used to work here. He's with the Illinois Newsletter. We'll uh, talk about the election results from last night. If you have any thoughts along the way, certainly you can uh, jump in at 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk, at WDWS.com. Mary Miller over Rodney Davis in that 15th Congressional District race. Got results from the 13th. Looks like the school referendum in Muhammad goes down to defeat. Another one went down to defeat in Arthur. One did survive in advance and did get approved down in Sullivan, which was interesting. Uh, so we'll touch on all of those things and uh, go into the results and uh, get the analysis of the day after here with Patrick coming up here after the break. Then late in the show, we'll talk about the uh, Freedom Celebration, some of the plans for that. There is going to be one this year with a parade and fireworks show. And so we'll talk with those folks right near the end of the show today, open line in between. But you can give your thoughts along the way. As we break down primary day 2022 from yesterday, Darren Bailey and J.B. Pritzker, the matchup on the governor's side here coming up in the fall. So we'll do all of that uh, next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Stay tuned on this Wednesday. 9-10 on A Penny for Your Thoughts. A nice day in store for us today. Again, a high of 88, high of 90 tomorrow, but uh, not bad summer uh, temperatures here at the end of June, Roofs by Roger, if you need some roofing work done, they can set up a payment plan for you. Pay only when the work is completed to satisfaction. They have enhanced warranties. As a GAF certified master elite installer, able to offer those extended warranties. And only 3% of roofing contractors in the U.S. hold the highest distinction of being a master elite contractor. Roofs by Roger is one of those. So go to the website, roofsbyroger, R-O-D-G-E-R.com. Learn about all the work they do, siding, windows, gutter guards, gutters, roofing, etc. They work with the insurance companies, free estimates, residential and commercial. Give them a call at 
3800 is the number to call. All right, and let's talk a little uh, primary talk. Got some texts that have already come in after last night and uh, worked here for several years now with the Illinois newsletter. Last night he was a big TV star on WGN, Patrick Finkston. How you doing, sir? I've still got a face for radio. <laughs> yeah, what was that like last night? Uh, it, it's definitely a different different world uh, in in television. Um, you know, I, I I come from you know obviously my my broadcast background is radio, and you know you you sit there behind the desk and you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> you know, on radio you don't have to worry about that. You know, no, and, and you yeah, can yeah. you can do a hundred things at one time. I can. You know, look at my phone, drink coffee, and read a script all at the same time. And 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 you know, when you're on TV, it's like you've got to look directly at the person you're talking to, but don't look directly at the camera, and don't do anything with your hands. <laughs> well, and uh, I know we had a lot of fun in the day covering uh, election nights here with Dave Shaw and uh, having pizza, and that was those were fun nights. So I remember that very well. Election pizza is uh, a real thing in the journalism <laughs> yeah. business. Well, interesting day last night. Um, what was your overall take on it? I, I think we are seeing the polarization of the two parties uh, to a further extent. Uh, obviously, you know, you couldn't get much farther right than Darren Bailey uh, for the the Republican nomination for governor. And you can't get much farther left than J.B. Pritzker for the Democratic nomination for governor, but I think you also see legislatively and congressionally, uh, it was not a night for moderates. It was not a night for, it's not even moderate. I mean, Rodney Davis isn't moderate. Rodney Davis is an effective conservative who was in line for a chairmanship, who is best buddies with the guy who might be speaker next year. And he got bounced by somebody who ran on a platform of I'm not going to get anything done ever. I, I don't I don't even know what kind of world we're living in anymore, Brian. Mm. Well, it is, and uh, J.B. Pritzker didn't waste any time going right after Darren Bailey. <laughs> I mean, he... I, 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 had two, I had two takeaways from that. It's one, he's going to rip Bailey a new one uh, over, the, uh, over the next few months. Uh, I'm, I'll be interested to see, you know, how, how little money... Uh, Bailey has left after the primary. Uh, and of course, Pritzker has, you know, enough money to buy both of our houses 35 times in his couch cushions. Uh, but but the the reality is that this could be 2006 all over again. You'll remember when Rod Blagojevich had twenty five million dollars in his account, you know, back in the the quaint good old days of twenty five million dollars being a lot of money. Uh, and he he defined Judy Bartopinka, uh, you know, as the worst person in the world and George Ryan's personal best friend uh, between Election Day in March of 2006 and Memorial Day. And she was out by by summertime. And and you could see Darren Bailey's negatives get completely cranked up by Labor Day if 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 the Pritzker team starts hitting now. Well, one thing he said was on nearly every issue, this is Pritzker, of importance to Illinois families, Darren Bailey has espoused extreme and dangerous views. His anti-choice, anti-worker, anti-science, anti-democracy opinions would set our state and our nation back decades. Darren Bailey is unfit to lead, and his far-right mega stances are out of touch with the vast majority of Illinoisans. So that was part of what he said last night. 
I, 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 again, I don't think JB Pritzker realizes there are about what six million people south of I eighty that uh, that disagree with him on most of those issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the the crowd that that Pritzker's ever playing to. He's and 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 I watched you know I watched the governor's speech last night. That was not a speech about running for governor. That was a speech about running for president. Mm. You think he is going to run for president? Well, I think he wants to. Yeah. It's it's pretty obvious that that you know it's as as each day goes by, Joe Biden looks less electable um, and less. Uh, I don't want to say fit because I don't I don't think that he's I don't think that there's a mental issue there like like some on the right are trying to say, but he's looking older and frailer by the day, and and this job takes a lot out of you and and I. I think Democrats are going to be looking for somebody that can be that person. And, you know, I don't know that it's Kamala Harris. She sure hasn't proven herself to be the the person in waiting. So there might be an opening for for a billionaire from a big state. Mm-hmm. With us today is Patrick Finkston with the Illinois. We'll tell you how you can read about his uh, things that he produces in his uh, digital newsletter and all of that. But uh, do have some texts and emails that have come in. We'll get to those as we go. I'm just curious your thoughts, Patrick, on how Darren Bailey had such a big margin. I mean, Irvin came out of the box. Everybody thought, well, this is the guy. And then he wound, did he wind up third? He did wind up third. Sullivan? I mean, what, happened? Wind up what happened there? Well, I think there are two two main things that contributed. The first is that... Uh, Darren Bailey ran a heck of a primary campaign, um, even though, you know, he is he is not my cup of tea in terms of a lot of the conservative uh, center right sort of leanings that I, I head toward. But, you know, he he tapped into a certain level of of anger and frustration uh, especially post COVID, um, he tapped into that that anti mask, anti vax, anti uh, establishment, anti you know government regulation uh, faction downstate, and and they they were looking for someone to be their spokesman, and and it became him. Uh, secondly, the Urban campaign was a train wreck. Uh, I almost said a, a word that you can't say on the radio. Uh, it was a really poorly run campaign. Uh, they they had $50 million from Ken Griffin and at least $3 million from other rich dudes and, and couldn't get him across the line. Now, one, that's because they had way too much money being spent to their high-priced consultants. And, and two, they did not care about connection to voters. They, they felt like they could push their crime message uh, to get Irvin a flawed candidate through the primary. And, you know, when, when they started, you know, they, they, he did not look authentic uh, because it was just one message. He couldn't answer questions. He couldn't answer anything truthfully. And then they started attacking Bailey by trying to label him as a liberal or a Democrat. And 
you can say a heck of a lot about Darren Bailey, but you can't call him a liberal or a Democrat. And and I think most people just rolled their eyes and tuned them out and and discounted Irvin as just not for real. Do you think Bailey was helped overall by the he's he's the one that sued the governor during covid? Did that kind of put that, him on the map? I mean, that put him on the map. Sure. Uh, you know, he was a he was a, a one term state representative who was elected in 2018 uh, in a, a district kind of south of uh, Effingham uh, and and really had had no real uh, policy position or or hat or place to hang his hat uh after he he beat david rice in 2018 uh, and 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 went into the house and then of course um used that to be his um uh kind of stepping stone to to making a uh you know a name for himself when when he tried to uh get the governor's uh executive orders uh, and emergency declarations in the early days of the pandemic overturned uh, which we need to remember, they literally all got beat. They literally all went away. And, you know, the the overwhelming majority of the governor's executive orders have been upheld by, by the courts uh, because they're plainly written into state law. The governor has the executive authority ability. It's under the Illinois Emergency Management Act, read statute, and and you know, he, he used that partially to, to make a name for himself and, and less about if, if you really thought this was about protecting people and businesses, it wasn't, it was about, you know, a, a trying to, uh, find, find an opening. Patrick Finkston is with us from the Illinois. We're analyzing the results from uh, last night. If you have some thoughts along the way, uh, 217-356-9397 text line at 217 217- Three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com. Uh, Tech says, "I'd like to present the chances Darren Bailey has of becoming governor in terms people around here can understand. Uh, his chances are as good as Illinois football winning the national championship." <laughs> One listener says, uh, "Good morning, Brian. It's hard for J.B. Pritzker to argue he's in favor of democracy when he shut down the state." and governed by executive order all through COVID. I voted for Sullivan in the primary, but I'll be voting for Bailey in November. He definitely stands as a foil against Pritzker's overreach. Thanks for your show. So there's a couple of uh, thoughts on uh, J.B. Pritzker and Darren Bailey. Uh, Sullivan, I mean, he ran a nice campaign. I, I, you think he's got a future in this, or does he, is this a one and done for him, you think? I, I don't know why he would uh, get back into it. It's... You know, and and when I first talked to him, when when his name was floating around uh, as a a potential candidate, it was it was first who I've I've never heard of him, and 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 you know he had no political uh, network. I mean, his his state representative from the Springfield area had never met him. I, I mean, it, that's not your typical uh, entrance into the political world. And and it was pretty clear when Sullivan first stepped into the arena that he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything about anything when it came to public policy. And and he and his team did a really good job uh, in presenting him in a way that uh, could appeal to people. Um, 
was it enough? No. Uh, you know, and a, a first time candidate rarely wins in a, a statewide race like that. Uh, but he really put together a good campaign and I think he has a future doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, I, I would think that he has higher aspirations than being an Illinois politician, um, and not political. I mean, just like doing things in the world. Uh, but you know, I think they're, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to be state representative or county board member. So I don't know what that, that would be in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Miller last night, the margin surprised you uh, the, the, the margin. I mean, I thought that was going to be a lot closer. I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, now, it, now you, now you worked, you helped elect Rodney Davis the first time, right? Yeah. You yeah. On, so yeah. I, I have a background with both of those. Mm-hmm. I worked on Rodney Davis's first race in 2012 and I worked against Mary Miller, uh, in 2020 for the guy who got second in that race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I obviously have a bias here and I, I fully admit to it, but Rodney Davis got a bad rap in Champaign for a long time uh, in, in the 13th district that he ended up winning in, in 2012. You know, I know that he turned some people off. He, he uh, had some, some, you know, issues with folks who, who didn't like that he wasn't from Champaign and that he took over for Tim Johnson or whatever, you know, some of the, the, the BS that, that you saw there, but, the reality was Rodney had one of the toughest districts in the country to represent that he had these very moderate to liberal areas like Champaign-Urbana, like, like the East side of Springfield, like the Metro East in Madison County. And, and then you had these rural areas, you know, your Pyatt, DeWitt, McCoupin, Montgomery counties, you know, and you get South of I-72, you know, south of Springfield, and you might as well be walking through Alabama, much less, you know, Illinois. So he had to, he had to toe this line of, you know, the, the MAGA crowd that took over the, uh, the Republican party and still try to get things done. And, and he did, and he positioned himself in a place where he could be an effective representative for, for central Illinois. And, and Miller was the exact opposite. You know, Miller ran on a, a platform of I'm going to do nothing. Uh, essentially, that's the Freedom Caucus position. We're, we're going to light the building on fire and, and, you know, watch you all run out. And, and that's, that's not helpful. That, that doesn't help our politics that doesn't help our establishments that doesn't help our government, you know, and, and this fealty to the cult of Trump is, is so disheartening because if, if it weren't for Trump, what would Mary Miller stand for? It's just each day. It's, it's whatever position Trump took that, that he and his, his band of cronies in, in DC and this, this crowd of, of lemmings that has followed him around nationally. It's not conservative. There's no set of conservative principles on Donald Trump. He doesn't have a conservative bone in his body. It is, it is a fully self aggrandizing uh, self 
help uh, or, you know, group or opportunity to help himself that 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 Trump uses. And and that is what's passing for conservative today. That's it's just it's not. And, and that's really frustrating. What's interesting to me is that she obviously trumpeted over and over again that she had Donald Trump's endorsement. But then also Rodney Davis and his ads were saying, hey, I want to continue to build Trump's wall. I, I want to, you know, I got a flyer the other day that had Donald Trump standing behind Rodney Davis in an event. I mean, he was trying to kind of appeal to the, to the Trump voters. To. He has to. But also be a conservative. It was almost like they were trying to out-conservative each other. On the, and that's hard. And yeah. that's hard when you're standing on a stage with with Trump. I mean, it's it's been, you know, and I, I heard there was some polling as of Friday that showed uh, Miller up by 10, uh, even before Trump came to town. Uh, my poll earlier last week um, showed it closer than that. But but it did show it to be about 12 points. Um mm if people knew that um, Trump had endorsed Mary Miller. So, so clearly he was the defining case in, in, in this race. What do you think he's going to do in the future? Uh, Rodney uh, Davis, I, any idea? Would he have higher aspirations or? Well, I, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, he, he can kind of do whatever he wants. Honestly, I mean, he he has so many connections in Washington. He can lobby if he wants to. He can work for an organization if he wants to. He can do, you know, whatever in the Springfield, Taylorville, Decatur area if he wants to, you know, take a, a corporate gig, though that's not Rodney's not a corporate guy. Um, you know, he, he would probably be a fantastic lobbyist if he wanted to be. Um, I, I I don't know. I haven't talked to him about that. When I, I talked to him yesterday and you know, he said he felt good, and and I think he he had his 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 eyes set on on winning, and you know he could have been a committee chairman next year, and you know I mean his two best friends in in D.C. are Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise, and and that's those are powerful friends to have, and and now you know we're gonna get we're gonna be represented by somebody whose best friends in Washington are Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. You know, that, that's a little lower on the food chain. All right. Uh, let me uh, continue our visit with Patrick Finkston uh, in here in a moment. Let me get a break in, and then we'll come back, do a quick news update. Our news uh, brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Back with Patrick Finkston of the Illinois here in a moment. 1,393.9 FM. On a penny for your thoughts, back with you here this morning as we continue our visit talking about the uh, primary election results. We have uh, Patrick Finkston on the uh, line with us here from the Illinois. A lot of texts have come in. I uh, had a couple of texts about the uh, school referendums. The Mohammed Seymour referendum uh, went down to defeat. The no votes, 2,650. The yes votes, 1,251. So 67-32 uh, no on that one. Uh, somebody had a question about the St. Joseph School District, uh, CCSD 169 question. Yes, 664, no, 588. So fairly close on that one. And uh, also down in Arthur, that was voted down. The one in Sullivan was approved, interestingly enough. Those two communities uh, not that far apart. 
All right, I believe we've got Patrick uh, with us here again, and let's go to Eric, who has a question for us. How you doing, Eric? Doing good. Uh, I just wanted to say for Patrick, hey, if you speak my language. <laughs> I mean, everything you're saying, I, I can really agree with, because um, I was just astonished by the, the Mary Miller results when I saw, especially the margin. That, that just blew me away. I was like, what are you people voting for? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, she was one of the only Congress people that appropriated zero for her district out of the last the, the, when they when they compared it you know like who's bringing what to your district and all that like she appropriated nothing so like, what are you backing what did she accomplish that people like like i don't understand that um and the other thing was district district two i grew up in the south suburbs of chicago and i've lived down here for almost 30 years and so when i looked at that district how it was drawn i, I can't understand how someone from calumet city where i grew up could relate to someone who's going to be representing them, the same people in Hoopston, Illinois. That that district makes no sense to me. Maybe you can explain those two things. I, yeah. I missed the first one. Uh, I apologize. I had a drop or something. That's in okay. My, my uh, headphones, talking about but... Mary Miller and the margin. Um, and what was the well, other? And, yeah, and... the margin. The margin is is simply that's where the party is. I mean, it's 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 the party of Trump. And and that's it, it. Republican voters are going to do what what Trump tells them to do, essentially. And that's um, that's disappointing. Uh, I, I don't you know whether it's whether it's if if Obama had that sort of of pull on Democratic voters or or Trump has that sort of pull on Republican voters. I don't think it's good for 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 democracy, for government, for for public policy. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't know that there are, uh, a lot of people out there that can tell you what Mary Miller is for. Uh, and if there are Mary Miller voters listening, I'd love to hear them call and, and tell me exactly what she's for and exactly what she'll do, uh, in a second term in Congress. The, the second well, question about, uh, the second congressional district is, is, is the answer that I've, uh, I've almost stuck to uh stuck to uh everything is gerrymandering uh this is a so robin kelly represents the second congressional district she lives in matson or mattison uh which is at uh, i-57 and route 30 for those of you that have driven that way and uh, in southern cook county her district now goes from like 43rd in state on the south side of the city uh cuts down south Picks up the south suburbs, uh, you know, Harvey, Country Club Hills, Hazelcrest, Madison, uh, into Kankakee County. Picks up a lot of uh, Kankakee, Bradley, Bourbonnet over to the state line. And then all of Iroquois County, uh, most of Ford County, might be all of Ford County. And then dips into Vermilion, gets all the way down to Danville and picks up Rantoul and Pontiac, even in Livingston County. This this isn't about uh, communities of interest. This isn't about uh, trying to find geometrically uh, stable or, or normal districts. This was about how many Republicans in rural areas can we pack into Robin Kelly's district to keep it safely Democrat so that we can draw the 13th for a Democrat and the 14th for a Democrat and the sixth for a Democrat and the first and the seventh. And, and that, that is essentially the only reason it was done is, is to protect 
other Democratic members of Congress around the state. And and gerrymandering is bad. And I say I say it when it when Republicans do it in Indiana or Democrats do it in Illinois. Gerrymandering is hurting our government. It's hurting our abilities to get anything done. And, and it's making public policy worse. And bad public policy impacts every single one of our lives. Hmm. All right, Eric. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, one other question, too. Um, Patrick, I'd, I'd wondered about Mary Miller. If Has she appropriated anything for her district in the time she's been in Congress? I don't know if I have an issue with my headphones, Brian. I didn't oh. hear him. Uh, he's asking about, um, did, has Mary Miller appropriated anything for her district? No. Not okay. that I know of. All right. All right. Thank you, Eric. Incredible. Appreciate it. All right. 217-356-9397. I believe we have Vicki on the line. Vicki, go ahead. Hi there. Hi there. Um, I, I have a comment and then a, um, another comment, I guess. The first thing is uh, I appreciate uh, your guest and his uh, comments. I uh, have felt before that sometimes this show, not not you, Brian, but the show just has lots and lots of conservative and lots and lots of negative about uh, Democrats, etc., uh, and um, he brings a different balance to the show, so I really appreciate that, whether a whole lot of your listeners are now turning off the radio because he's on. Uh, maybe they're more open-minded than I am, but I get full up with people uh, uh, just having one line of uh, thing. You mentioned what Mary Miller is about. Well, I think she's revealed herself, if you read between the lines, um, she's for white life. Oh, I mean right to life. And she is also um, a name caller. So one of her early ads, I immediately knew I did not like her. Uh, when she said, godless Democrats. I don't appreciate that whatsoever. And when her campaign called me to ask me if I would vote for her, I gave him an earful and said, please tell her to knock that off. Because we don't need the divisions anymore, and we really don't need to be calling people. You know, uh, I think I am a Christian, and I will I will say I was taught that judge not, lest she be judged. So I believe she feels that she is a good judge, but judge of what? Because when she sides with Trump, Trump is, um, I agree with the, uh, your speaker, he is almost undefinable because he is a product of whatever he's selling. And right now he's selling a lot of BS. So there you go. That's my comment. Thanks for listening. Okay. Thank you, Vicki. Did you get all that, Patrick? I did, and I yeah. appreciate I appreciate her comment. And, and, you know, if I am turning your listeners off in droves, Mr. Nielsen, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say I, I, my personal beliefs continue to be conservative. My my political beliefs have never changed. Uh, it's just that we've we've reached this point where conservative doesn't mean conservative anymore. You know, if if you want to be someone that that supports lower taxes and a smaller, efficient government with a with a safety net instead of free stuff for everyone, uh, you're you're then you know you're you're but but you're not willing to cut people off or or throw immigrants out of the country, or, you know, you don't hate someone because they're gay. 
then then apparently that makes you a rhino. And and you know what, if that's if that's what the Republican Party wants to be today, then that's not me. Uh, you know, it doesn't change my beliefs. It, I, I don't I don't hate anyone because of, of who they are. And that that seems to be the the position that that many Republicans and Democrats want you to take these days, that if if you're not um, if you know, if you don't hate immigrants, you can't be a Republican. And if you don't, you know, believe that that you can call yourself a, a man or a woman, depending on the day and what dress or pants you want to wear, then then that makes you a, a racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, horrible human. And and I'm not either of those. I, I'm, I'm I'm in the middle. And that's I think that's where the majority of this country is. Patrick Finkson is with us from the Illinois, 945 at uh, DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Got a lot of texts that have come in. Let me get to those here right after the break on Penny. Let me get this in. On a penny for your thoughts, rolling along here. This has gone fast here on this Wednesday, the day after the uh, primary. Patrick Finkson is with us from the Illinois. And he's my lightning rod today. We got all kinds of reaction to you here, Patrick. So here we go. Got a, I'll just, I'll got just... a couple haters. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Mary Miller's win over Davis underscores how messed up the GOP in Illinois is. It's completely obvious hardcore GOP voters are not paying any attention to the January 6th investigation. By the way, Rodney Davis did win in Champaign County, just so you know. It was close, but he did win in Champaign County. Uh, real, real quick on yeah. the January 6th thing. Yeah. They're, they're not changing any minds uh they're they're not reaching anybody that that actually needs to have their mind changed it's it's all it's all being done for msnbc and the new york times uh hi patrick uh how well did bailey do in the collar counties in comparison to past conservative candidates is that any way to tell how to do in the general election he won them all did he one i think last the last map i saw shows Bailey won all but two counties in the state uh, in the Republican primary. And uh, those two counties are Menard, which is Jesse Sullivan's home county, and Monroe, which is Paul Schimpf's home county. Uh, so um, it, it was an absolutely dominating win by Bailey. Um, I'll have to recheck the numbers. I haven't checked them since I went to bed at like 5 a.m., but um as of as of when I went to bed last night, uh, J.B. Pritzker got more votes than all of the Republican candidates for governor combined. Uh, hey, Brian, we don't need Patrick pontificating over who will win the Illinois statewide offices. All of the statewide offices will be decided by only two counties north of I-80. Uh, Pritzker became governor by winning just two counties. Therefore, it's, you're... it's not true. It's just not a true statement because mm -hmm. a Republican can become can win statewide if that Republican gets to 20% in the city of Chicago. That's the baseline. That's how Bruce Rauner won in 2014. That's how uh, Dan Rutherford won as a state treasurer in 2010. That's how Mark Kirk won as, as U.S. Senator in 2010. So you don't have to win Chicago to, to get elected statewide as a Republican. You just have to, 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 you have to lose 80-20 in the city. You have to convince 20% of people in the city and a normal, thoughtful Republican should be able to do that. And of course, you've got to do well on the collars and DuPage and Lake and Will and and Kane aren't the 
uh, Republican strongholds they were in the 50s. So you've got to be able to speak the language of a 2022 voter. Just some quick comments here. How can the GOP moderate itself? The middle of the political spectrum has a gaping hole in it that Republicans can fill. What do you think it'll take to move away from the far right? Uh, your guest doesn't get it. MAGA candidates are going to continue to be elected to Washington. We're done with establishment candidates, especially rhinos who become part of the D.C. filth. It's our only option due to not having turn limits. Blah, 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 uh, blah. Okay. Uh, Tex says, I couldn't be happier that Mary Miller won. Uh, it's not a member of Congress's job to appropriate federal money for their district. The main job is to abide by their oath to support and defend the Constitution. As a Republican, she should be working to reduce the size and scope of the federal government and reduce federal tax and spending. Uh, the, the Congress passes the federal budget, okay? Mm-hmm. And and a the job of the Congress when the founders were to figure it out or figured it all out was that the president were to oversee uh, international relations and, and foreign policy and that the government or in the Congress would take care of the people at home. That's, that's literally how it was designed. And, and yes, earmarks have got out of control for a long time, but libraries need funds and roads need to be built and airports need uh, jetways and, and, and runways and universities and schools and colleges. And, and, and there are, there are brick and mortar needs and that's what members of Congress have to attend to sometimes. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, Patrick, since Mary Miller won, apparently many people in rural America disagree with you. Uh, no kidding. Another <laughs> texter says, Oh my gosh. At first I thought I had the wrong station on what a breath of fresh, true air. Uh, thank you and congrats, Pamela says. Uh, Patrick, Republicans do not hate immigrants. Your characterization is insulting. We have laws about immigration. We oppose those laws being ignored by Democrats. Um, uh, hey, uh, Mike in Bloomington, I really appreciate your guest. I'm a Democrat, but I'm ready for compromise. Mary Miller is divisive. Uh, Mary is unapologetically pro-life and pro-gun. What's more conservative than not bringing home any pork to her district? And deeply appreciate Patrick's rational information. Can we get Patrick to run for office? Well, there you go, Jeff says. He says no. No. Okay. (laughs) Ken's with us here. Uh, Ken, go ahead. Yeah, hello uh, to you and uh, Patrick. Uh, I uh, So, Patrick, you say that uh, Trump is not conservative and he's just out for himself. Um, I would say... uh, Everything he's done has been anything but self-aggrandizing. Uh, you know, the, this uh, his his efforts. Really? Hey, uh, could you could you play? Hey, could you let me talk instead of being rude, sir? Um, Go ahead, Ken. I, uh, I, uh, I he has not benefited at all from his efforts. He just, but he continues on for the good of everybody else it would appear to me and and uh i so my question to you is as a conservative as you say you're a conservative are you saying then that you're disappointed in his uh first four years in office uh 
Okay, let me accomplished. Thank you, Ken. Go ahead, Patrick. I, I'm going to try to get to as many people as I can here. So Donald Trump's Donald Trump's term in office was a disaster, and it 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 showed both in foreign policy and in the fact that the tax cut was passed and and blew up the deficit. Uh, the the Republican Party used to care about both tax cuts and the national deficit, but instead it was what Trump wanted that day. Uh, it it is it, no, it, it was not a good four years. Well, if you're on the Republican or conservative side, he appointed three judges that helped get Roe versus Wade overturned. Mitch McConnell did that work. Yeah, because he held up the Merritt Garland. Uh, that was I mean, and that was the first one that was the yeah. gorsuch one obviously mm-hmm. and and but i mean the heavy lifting to get those things done wasn't by the president it i mean those names were all on a list from the i can't remember the federalist name society the federalist society yeah. thank mm-hmm. you and and you know it was it was mcconnell and the judiciary committee grassley i think was still chair at the time that 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 made these things happen it was it was very little uh from the white house that actually got them done uh, Regan Deering wins close race. Uh, listener says, I mean, I was impressed with her on Penny. She was a guest as were several others. Uh, does she have a chance in that district? 13? Yeah, I think, I think she has a chance. I don't, I don't know how great of a chance. I mean, it, so, so Joe Biden won that district by 11 points in 2020 and the governor won that district by 15 points in 2018. But I think those numbers are inflated uh, because one Rauner was was such a terrible candidate uh, in 2018 and tanked downstate. Um, and obviously, Trump did very poorly in places like Champaign, Springfield, Decatur uh, and the Metro East. So uh, if I think if she can raise money, if she can speak the language of a moderate voter instead of running way too far to the right. Uh, I think she has a. I think she has a great opportunity. I think she's she's very smart. She's very likable, uh, and I think she can relate to people. Mm-hmm. But I Nikki Budzinski is a really good candidate too. Yeah, I think those are two. That's a good race. I think those are two pretty good, pretty good candidates. It, it, it could be a very good race. Yeah. Somebody was asking about Paul Lang in the fifteenth. Is any information? Is that, is that is that a Democrat? I who's, guess. Yeah. Who's, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Apologize, apologies to Mr. Lang, but I mean, the the twelfth, fifteenth, and sixteenth were were drawn so heavily Republican. They packed as many Republicans into those districts that that there's no shot for a Democrat to ever win. Mm-hmm. Well, here's uh, here's a reaction to you, Patrick. All right, just wanted to say that uh, here we go. Just wanted to say this, Patrick Finkston interview today is one of the most informed, candid, and entertaining political conversations I've heard anywhere. Bring him back as often as he wants to come on, Jim says. All right. Uh, can you just keep that one to the side? I'll Venmo him 20 bucks. Now, to counter that, Brian, <laughs> sorry, but you've never had a worse guest. <laughs> so, the, so there you go. Uh, obviously, Donald Trump wasn't perfect, but those people on the border wouldn't have died if he was president. They never would have gotten to the border, substance versus style. Um, let's see here. That doesn't even, that doesn't even work. That, that there's... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is there anything wrong if the Republicans allow the U.S. to become energy independent and end the border crisis? Um, well, anyway, I mean, the, we, we do need energy independence. I think that's a, a, a fact, and it, it needs to be a combination of of green, of of petroleum, and, and of nuclear. I mean, that's, that's the most logical way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, Patrick, I've run out of time. 
We could probably talk about this for three hours, but uh, I appreciate it. Where can people find your, your work? So the, the website is theillinois.com with a Z, I-L-L-I-N-O-I-Z-E.com. You can sign up for the free newsletter. There's a little button up in the corner um, on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, too. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I am happy to spar with people anytime because I'm, I'm consistent in what I believe. And I'm, I'm always going to be and I'm always going to be honest. By the way, somebody pointed out uh, Trump went 12-0 and 0 yesterday <laughs> in his endorsements. For what it's worth, Bailey um, was already up twenty by yeah, the time. Well, that, that's right. By the time that he, in, by the time that Trump endorsed. That's right. All right, hey Patrick, thank you. Appreciate your friendship and uh, keep Same up the good you, work. Okay. Miss you, my friend. We'll see you All soon. All right, see you soon. All right, that is uh, Patrick Finkston with us here this morning as part of our uh, primary day, the day after coverage, and uh, he always elicits a lot of response, and he's very, uh, very straightforward with what he thinks. And he, I'll tell you what, he has been consistent where he stands uh, on things. His feelings about the Republican Party, he's not afraid to call him out. But uh, also, you know, the party is conservative, there's no doubt. And even more conservative maybe than it, uh, than it was a few years ago. And the liberals have dominated the Democratic Party, and that's why we've got polarization. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. Back on a penny for your thoughts, hour number two. Our news at the top of the hour brought to you by Luther Falls Custom Kitchens, Granite and Quartz. Prices starting at just $35 per square foot installed. 2706 North Mattis Avenue, Champaign. Visit online at lutherfalls.com. And MX Electric is one of our sponsors. You can give uh, Max a call. He's... uh, Got uh, big on generators right now. Maybe you've had a power outage here, and with the uh, heat, you need your air conditioner up and running. Certainly, MX Electric can take care of that and all your other electrical needs. 217-359-7293. He's been doing this for a couple of decades. Started uh, in the electrical field, kind of started his own business. It's been highly successful, and uh, he does great work. Max Painter, MX Electric, 217-359-7293. Appreciate Patrick Finkston being on with us. I've known Patrick a long time. And uh, opinionated folks like that tend to draw a reaction, and so we got a lot of reaction to him, both uh, pro and con. Let me uh, get to as many as I can here. Uh, Thank you, Muhammad voters, Eric says. Uh, They voted down the school board uh, referendum for the schools in Muhammad. A pretty wide margin, too. I, th- I thought that was going to be close. I thought two things were going to be close. I thought that would be close, and I thought the Miller-Davis thing would be close uh, in that 15th district, and it wasn't. Neither one of them were. Uh, Texter says, the News Gazette should not just release the county clerk's version of yesterday's voting. Multiple calls were made to DWS about the inability of election judges to process voters. With myself, I waited about 5 to 10 minutes at 6.15 a.m., for the judge to figure out how to print the ballot with no resolution inside, I left. In all fairness, I went back at 3.30 
and I was able to vote without a hitch, except for a hovering judge at the tabulator. The News Gazette should do some actual investigative reporting rather than just releasing an inaccurate report from the clerk's office. Uh, well, I've printed out the, um, and if you go to the county clerk's website, if you're looking for certain races or certain referenda or whatever the case may be, you can go to the county clerk's website, and on the county clerk's website there's a, a, a results. It says I think it's unofficial results because everything will be official whatever the time period is, a couple of weeks or ten days from now or whatever. But then you click on that, and then there's a tweet from Aaron Ammons, and then there's a link where you can go and get the result. I printed That's about 15 pages of uh, stuff there, and it's for Champaign County. In other words, how many votes uh, were in the county, it shows that. Let me see here. I've got that number. Uh, precincts counted, 118. That's all of the precincts. Registered voters total are 120,000. Ballots cast total, 27,398. Yesterday in Champaign County, ballots cast Democrat 12,443, Republican cast 14,644, nonpartisan 311, 11 blank ballots cast. That's interesting. And then it's got the breakdown. Uh, J.V. Pritzker got 11,106 votes in Champaign County. Uh, most of the Democratic candidates in the county who are unopposed or against uh, uh, modest competition won about 11,000 votes. I mentioned Rodney Davis won in Champaign County, but of course lost the the district, district-wide. But out of 120,000 registered voters total, 27,398 cast votes yesterday. Uh, good morning, Brian. Did uh, DWS stop having White Sox games on? Sunday afternoon and last night the game wasn't on. Uh, I don't. Did the White Sox play last night? I'm trying to think. Uh, Sunday afternoon. I know. I don't know why it wouldn't have been on, but I know that for the most part they're on pretty regularly now during the summer. We are carrying them. The only uh, things, only events that would happen where those games were not on was because of Little League Baseball, which just ended the other day, or Illini events, and we're we're done with those for now for a couple of months. Uh, let's see here. Can't believe Mary Miller beat Rodney Davis. She is so bad for Illinois and America. Crowd of lemmings. Patrick showed his true colors. I didn't get a chance to get to this one. If uh, Finkston wants Paul Lang to defeat to beat Mary Miller. Uh, great call, Vicky. A listener says. Patrick is a rhino. Uh, this Patrick guy you have on isn't very apparent. He really knows his politics. I believe the two best presidents we've ever had were Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. Ryan, keep up the good work, even though I know you have to have people on from both sides, Tim says. And so you think uh, Trump's four years in office were a disaster. How about those for accomplishments? America gained 7 million new jobs, three times more than projected. Unemployment rate 3.5%, lowest in 50 years. Unemployment rates for African American, Hispanic Americans, Asians, Native Americans, veterans, individuals with disabilities, and those without a high school diploma all reached record. All reached a record, I guess. Lowe's created more than 
Okay, they reached record lows. Created more than 1.2 million manufacturing and construction jobs. The Dow closed above 20,000 for the first time to name a few. Would you please post your guest website? Thank you, our listener says. The Illinois. I-L-L-I. Just like Illinois with a Z, basically. Uh, like noise, like noise you hear in the background. Illinois. N-O-I-Z-E is where you can get it. A second vote for Patrick, being the best, most informed guest you've had on. Love hearing what he has to say. Thank you for having Patrick on. He makes sense. He's right about Trump. Uh, regardless of position, left, right, or middle, Patrick was rude and self-important. His laughter and dismissiveness are unprofessional won't be missed if he ever returns. And more Patrick, please. I appreciate the astute and blunt, occasionally painful analysis. Okay. I think we got them all in. 1017 at DWS. Let's go to Bill. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to have um, you on. Well, thank you. Uh, I wanted to make comments on my observations when I went to vote yesterday. Okay. Um, first of all, former uh, registrar. Um, I wasn't working as one uh, the last couple of years. But yesterday when I went to uh, check in, the person that was supposed to register me, there was only one person at, excuse me, at each station. Um, in the past, it was always required there were two people at each station, one Republican, one Democrat. The registrar that uh, registered me, she forgot to have me sign in and sent me over to the voting uh, booth. Uh, she then came over and had me uh, return and sign in. She had forgotten to have me sign in. She did not check my signature. Again, only one person there. Back in the old days, it had to be signed and checked by both registrars, one Republican, one Democrat. While I was voting at the voting booth, there was a lady standing looking over my shoulder at, at the large venue and uh, so she could actually, the screen, so she could actually see what was being done. And she then sent me over to the tabulator when she was done watching me vote. Then I went to, and again, that used to be a certain distance that each person had to stand away from the machines. Then I went over to submit my ballot, and the young man was uh, at my shoulder, standing right immediately adjacent to me. And I asked him if in his training he was instructed to stand a certain distance from the machine. He said to me, no, that it didn't matter because there was nothing on my ballot. Well, my, my uh, votes were all printed on the piece of paper called my ballot. I have little to no confidence in our county's voting procedures and lack of procedures and the differences that are uh, experienced between now and uh, just a few years ago. Think that has you think so what, that has to do with training, uh, or the just not being trained right? You think, or do they just not know? Or well, for uh, part of that could be the training. Yes, because back in the old days, uh, the person was training. His name was Matt, and he was just uh, perfect grammar, English, and excellent in his presentations. Um, I went to two uh, training sessions. Uh, and didn't was not a, a, a judge, um, but the the it was totally different. 
Hmm. Um, so part of it, and then the other part of it is from the top down. Uh, if you do not have enough uh, judges, you should shut down one of the stations and still have one of each party, a Republican and Democrat, at each station when people are checking in to check the signature. Um, and that just didn't exist. Hmm. So I, I think there's some real questions on the integrity of uh, when we're voting like that. Uh, no one was verifying that I am who I am, and there were no two parties involved in double-checking. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize the uh, I didn't realize Bill the disparity in the um, there's 2,180 registered election judges, 1,800 Democrats and 380 Republicans. Um, I didn't realize the gap was that big. I knew there was a gap, but that's a big one. I I agree, and I did not realize it was that large either. Mm. But I think I can observe why maybe many of the Republicans are resisting being judges because uh, it's it's just not like it used to be. There was a little bit more uh, equality or fairness. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll see if they can get it, you know, better than the next time. Uh, but I don't. So how long did you do that? How long were you a register? I, I was a, a judge, I think, for around seven or eight consecutive years. Okay. And I have not been one for the last, uh, what, two or three years. Hmm. Hey, I appreciate your call, Bill. Anything else? Um, no, other than the, let's go Illini basketball. Hey, I like it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. Appreciate have, have it. Yes, day. sir. 1022. I, uh, we were at a, a round table yesterday with Josh Whitman in the hall of fame room there at Biefeld, which had a great view of the, of the football stadium. And I was, I kept looking at that football stadium going, man, two months, 60 days or less. We'll be over there ready for some football. 1023. Hang on. The uh, callers got some more here. I'll be right back. Got to get this break in. I'm a little behind. Hey, we made it. Primary's done. General election's coming up in November. So uh, get ready for that. And, uh, Blake, I, I had to give you an assignment earlier. I just wanted to, uh, you know, I, I keep waiting for the um, political commercials to come back. You know, I, I heard them for months, and I don't, where are they? I'm not, I'm not hearing much. Where did they go? <laughs> All right, there you go. You get the idea. It's amazing how quiet it gets, right, after all of that. Anyway, got the reaction to it. If you uh, missed any of the uh, first hour, we had Patrick Finkson on from the Illinois. We'll talk about the Champaign County Freedom Celebration coming up here towards the end of the show. Also, uh, tomorrow... The new police chief in Champaign, Timothy Tyler, will join us for a little bit in that uh, first hour and then uh, probably have some open line there. And then Dave Tomlinson. A lot of people know Dave from his work in town. Uh, he just got back from Ukraine. So we'll have him on uh, tomorrow. And then uh, Justice Robert Steigman will have the, uh, the judge on on Friday for both hours. 
So there you go. So if you're a little, if you're uncalibrated right now, the judge may may get you back on. <laughs> we'll see. All right, uh, let's go, Zoe. How are you? Hi, Brian. <laughs> well, I don't even. I sat there for quite a while. I've almost forgotten what I was going to say, oh, but right. I remember some of it. Well, you can't help it. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. No, I, I didn't mean to sound like that. Oh, that's okay. No, but, <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I you know I can respect that Patrick. Kingston and I have very different views, and I, of course, I was very happy with the election results last evening. But um, I, I also have to say, um, and this is just one thing I want to say real quick. Um, when he laughed, and I will say he giggled when that caller was trying to state their view, and they hadn't even stated it. Um, he thought he knew what they were going to say, and he started giggling, and it was so juvenile and so rude. And you know, I was, I was feeling respectful. In though disagreeing with him until he mm-hmm. did that, and it just so disgusted me because I, well, I don't even have to say why. It just did. Mm-hmm. It disgusted me. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's his, that's a little bit of his personality, but uh, yeah, I, know, I, I, I agree with you. I think he should have just let let the let him finish, and you know, that's okay. You know, I understand. You know, we get we get into the heat of the moment and everything, but that he, the caller hadn't even started talking yet, and so anyway. Um, I'm, I also, I, as far as, um, I want to just say Rodney Davis, um, I'm glad he was defeated. And I, I don't think that the main job of the, of a congressperson is to bring money back to Illinois. And I know that's what a lot of people think. And I don't believe. And also I think that Patrick, um, misstated about the beginning of our country in a way, because the, the taking care of domestic Really, that was a lot of that was supposed to be done at the state level, and libraries and things like that, in my view, ought to be funded at the state level and education. But we've got an education department now that wants to control everything from Washington. We didn't used to have one. A lot of people don't even know that. And um, I, um, I don't think that um, that I think that Mary Miller. I don't think it's all you know. He made it sound as though she's just negative. That's all. You know, she's not for anything. That's just not true. Hmm. And so I just, um, I was, I was disappointed. Rodney Davis. I, I, I will say this. I, I do think he, he cared about wanting to, to, to help people with problems. And you know, I think he was, in that way, sincere. Now, what I didn't like was I always felt like he, he stuck his finger in the air to decide what he should say you know, depending which way the wind was blowing, and that was really a turnoff for me. Um, well, what, was, what was interesting to me, Zoe, was when he run, was running in the 13th district, mm-hmm. uh, he had to run a little more moderate yeah. center mm-hmm. uh, to win over Democrat votes mm-hmm. or independent votes in that district, and in this race it was the opposite. He was right, running. He was right. running the other way, which, which from just to me as a political observer, I'm thinking, huh? Yeah, I understand yeah. it, but but I don't I don't like it, and I would prefer somebody were sincerely wrong and be sincere. Yeah. So, and I, and I think things were a lot better under President Trump. Gas prices were lower. Energy prices were lower. We weren't we weren't all all uh, involved in Ukraine and all this. The Middle East was more stable. A whole lot of things. The economy, unemployment was low. Somebody was trying to say that in their thing that you read. Unemployment was low. And then until COVID happened, which I could say a lot about that, but I won't, um, things were great. And um, I agree with him in one way that, that 
Trump, in some ways, he's not as conservative as I am. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. more conservative in certain respects. But he knew how to get things done. Oh, sorry about my dog. That's okay. And so, anyway, he knew how to get things done, and I don't, and I don't agree with him. Yeah, he had a lot of that self-aggrandizement appearing, but I think a lot of that's just a big old act to get people on board with him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really think he was... He acted in so many selfless ways, which I saw. Maybe Patrick didn't see them, mm-hmm. but I wanted to. I just wanted to say those things and thank you for letting me. Okay. And and I didn't. I don't. I didn't mean to sound disrespectful to anybody. Oh, that's say, okay. oh and I don't hate uh, immigrants either. Um, mm-hmm. Even the even the illegals. I don't hate them. I don't think they should be allowed to to come when they're illegal. I don't. I don't hate legal immigration either. And I and I just want to say that. As, and I know I speak for m- most Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very good, Zoe. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, The interesting thing with Donald Trump is everybody knew who he is. I mean, he was famous before he was famous, before he was president. I mean, he, you know, he had a a big ego. Everybody knew that. You know, he's on TV. I mean, people, you just go back, just Google all the shows, YouTube all the different shows that he made cameos in or he showed up on. He was on all the late-night talk shows. I mean, everybody knew who he was. Um, you know, he was not a political animal. He was, and he was probably more liberal, uh, you know, socially, um, you know, in his life than uh, you know. He was, he was always he was hanging out at events. He was, I think, he was a guest at uh, with Bill and Hillary at uh, you know weddings. He was friends with the Clintons. He was. I mean, it, it wasn't like he was. Uh, he is who he is, you know, and. You know, there's no doubt he has a big ego, and I'm sure he's, you know, he's got a temper. You know, he's 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 bigger, he's larger than life in a lot of respects. And, uh, you know, he tapped into something, though, with uh, people were concerned about their country and about illegal immigration and about foreign policy and a lot of things. And some of his policies appealed to a lot of uh, what you would call blue-collar Democrats in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, and that's how he got elected, you know, the first time. And then he got into office, and when you're the president, you have to kind of, I think you have to be careful the way you present yourself, and he's just not going to change. He's the same guy he was before he was president. You know, and people act like they're shocked by, you know, what he does. That's the way he was, and that's the way he is, and he's probably not going to change. Not going to listen to anybody. He's going to do, but he also built a uh, big business, too. He's got hotels all over the country. So, um I don't know. There's a lot of division about him and a lot of, you know, strong feelings one way or the other about him that uh, comes up every day. We hear it on this show every day. And, um, you know, and then you and then you mix in the mix, uh, the, the stew a little bit of, you know, you the the progressives are dominating the, the, the Democratic Party and the conservatives are dominating the Republican Party. And we saw that in this race with Davis and Miller. I mean, they were trying to out conservative each other. You know, and and Miller is who she is, and Rodney Davis is who he is, and the people decided, and you got a big result last night, pretty lopsided, in that race. All right, it is uh, 1035 at DWS. Back in a moment. Ten thirty-eight on a penny for your thoughts on this day after the primary. 
Chad Ebert is the owner of Precision Painting, and he's got uh, well over 200 local letters of recommendation, 50-plus Angie's List reviews, A-rated, recipient of the Super Service Award the last couple of years, and now's a great time to do some interior painting if you'd like to get that done. Precision Painting, call or text Chad at 217-637-6288. Quality calls for Precision. Chad Ebert at Precision Painting. All right, a couple of final texts here, and then we'll talk uh, 4th of July. Uh, Gosh, Brian, I was under the impression Trump wasn't on the ballot of the Illinois statewide primary. I'm a registered voter unaffiliated with either parties. Thank you for having your previous guest. He and his ideology remind me of why the state of Illinois is so dysfunctional, talking about Patrick Pinkston. Does anyone feel sorry for Rodney Davis or any other politician that gets beat in an election? It was probably a huge weight off his shoulders. He'll probably make about four times what he made in Congress by being a lobbyist. Uh, Aaron Ammons is to blame for not processing Republican judge applications the last two election cycles as witnessed by interested applicants that called in. Uh, he is suppressing the vote. If you want fair elections, uh, elect Terrence Stuber for county clerk. Terrence is the Republican uh, in that race. Uh, by the way, Angela Patton, who's the deputy clerk, uh, said, I want to give the uh, big thank you to the election judges. Our election judges and workers are the ones who make democracy happen. She said uh, some Republican judges tried to answer the call last minute but didn't complete the training. We'll definitely have them on our radar for November is what uh, she says. And thank you to Zoe and Ken for calling in. I agree with them 99%. Finkston's crackling laugh was off-putting and just weird. His characterizations were wrong. All right, uh, so there you go, pro and con Patrick. Uh, I sent him a lot of the uh, responses he had. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to see that. All right, let's talk uh, 4th of July, which is coming up on Monday. And I'll be off on Monday. Ed will be here. We'll have some patriotic programming he puts together. And uh, with us this morning on the phone is Lana Bartko. She's the general chair of the Champaign County Freedom Celebration Committee. How you doing, Lana? Hey, how are you doing? Pretty great. Good. Super so are, excited. So are you like running around with your head off these days? Uh, it's just kind of, but it's <laughs> going to be a great program, and I'm super excited to do it. Yeah, well, we're back. We're finally doing this again. Exactly. I am thrilled to be, we are thrilled to be able to have the full program back uh, this year from the 5K, the parade, the evening program, and the fireworks. We are ready to go. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, is everything pretty much like normal for the most yes. part? Um, like it used yes, to be? Yes, it definitely is. It's... Um, you know, we're going to start off the day with a 5K at um, 9.05. The youth run will be just before that. Um, the parade will kick off at 11.05 on the normal parade route that we have. Um, and the fireworks will be uh, set off um, at just about 9.15 in the evening. And the evening show will start around 7 just before that. And the best place to watch that evening show is over in Stadium Terrace, right across from the stadium. Well, I think I know you. I think I know you know a couple of the people that are with me. Diane Ducey is with me. You know Diane, right? Oh yes. Oh, of Hi, course. Diane. And <laughs> and uh, Joe McCullough from the UVI Police here as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll just we start. We definitely can't do it without Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. So we'll talk about traffic patterns and a couple of reminders uh, for the Fourth of July. But Diane, uh, you're doing this too. I we just am. had you on. <laughs> It's true. Now that I'm over Tolono Fun Day, which was a big success, and thank you for helping promote, Brian, since you're mm-hmm. a Tolono guy originally, yes. too. Um, 
it's just been falling into place pretty well, Lana. Uh, Champaign County Freedom Celebration is has a theme of renewing the spirit of America. And someone we're both familiar with very well, Mike Hale, is the Grand Marshal. Definitely. We were yeah. super excited. That's all that's all you could find, huh? Was Mike. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's been no, in he, the parade he, he, so he, many he's years. He's a great choice. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's an awesome choice. And has walked in the parade uh, for many years. In right. fact he's the one that got us all involved walking in it. And for so sure. yeah. And I know Mike's been a big supporter of you guys, right, Lana? Yes, definitely. For many years and we are super excited to have him and his daughter as the Grand Marshal of this year. So Yeah, they'll be riding in a car. I know the JCs are kind of pulling together all the details. And Lana, that's kind of how you got your community spirit and volunteering involved. Um, let's talk about the partnership we have with our local JCs and, and how those parade details are coming together. Yeah, so um, the JCs are a local organization um, that goes uh, state and internationally. Um, and they are helping us put the parade together this year. Um, I am, I am also a Champaign Urbana JC, so it was great to be able to put my two loves together of the Freedom Celebration and the JCs. Um, and we're going, we have the registration open. Um, we're accepting registrations through the 30th. After that, it will be by the discretion of the committee, of course, but, um, we are it is up on the website and um they are ready for anybody who would like to come and join us in making this uh, a great comeback mm, for sure we've got uh lana bartko with us general chair of the uh, committee for the champaign county celebration diane ducey who's helped promote this and joe mccullough with the u of i police so uh, joe talk about what you're going to be doing here? What to uh, give us some things you're thinking about? You know, in we're excited to, to have back the event in full force uh, this year. Totally excited. Um, we are prepared for larger crowds than normal, so our traffic patterns will just bear with us afterwards. But uh, I promise you, um, we have plenty of officers on uh, staff that night that will be able to have an efficient traffic pattern to get everybody out. Um, there aren't any major changes. Uh, we do want to direct everybody to Fourth of July net which is where our traffic maps will be. So if you find yourself in a parking lot that's close to where the fireworks are, just a quick look at that map will show you how you're going to exit. We'll also have uh, plenty of staff on hand to do that. Uh, But we ask that everybody just kind of pays attention to the barricades, don't go around them, don't go against traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about 20 to 25 minutes if we're fully packed out in those parking lots to get it empty. So it's not that long. It seems long when you're sitting there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll we'll get everybody out, and our officers will be switching traffic patterns uh, afterwards, depending on where we can get everybody out to. Mm-hmm. So um, we're we're preparing for that, and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be uh, ready for the morning as well. It seems cool to have that Fourth Street extension now as you push people mm-hmm. south of the State Farm Center after the show, Joe. It does, and we and we use that, and sometimes the officers are going to direct you probably not in the direction you want to go. And it's uh, we have we'll have uh, drivers you know question that, but we're gonna, we're going to push people to where all the open roads are, and you will get home much faster. Even though it might be the opposite direction for about a half mile, uh, mm-hmm. we have a we have an eye on that. We'll be watching from the top of Memorial mm-hmm. Stadium. We have cameras out, and we'll make adjustments. Mm-hmm. You know, as people wait there in Lot 31 for the party to begin, listening to Crazy Johnny's music after seven, sometimes they bring their own fireworks. 
there are there are a couple things that we've got to keep in mind for right. that night. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have fireworks uh, complaints uh, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want something going off in a crowd. We leave the fireworks to the professionals. Um, we, we just ask that you leave those at home, uh, anything that could uh, be flammable or sparklers, everything. Just, uh, just come out and enjoy everything else that we have there. Uh, the university's a great host. Uh, our facilities and services are doing a great job of getting everything prepared. We also want to remind people um, that are drone pilots that drones are not allowed up near where the fireworks are going off. I'm sure those are some great photos that they can capture, mm. but we, we do not allow that. We've, we've, uh, we've intercepted a couple over the years. Um, we have um, flight applications that are processed through the university, university police department, and we're not going to allow anything unless it's uh, media or commercial mm-hmm. that night, because mm-hmm. just for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stacy DiLorenzo has been awesome as our U of I liaison, and the public works departments in Champaign-Urbana, U of I, all kind of coming together, and local businesses too, MTD that we've been working with. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for helping make this party come together. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the parade or the 5K, are there things that we should take note of, Joe, uh, that the U of I Police Department is working on and those kind of traffic patterns. The parade's a lot easier because it's spread out so far. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the, that route is, you know, over a mile. Um, so a lot of a lot of parking on side streets for that. Um, so we, we don't have too many complaints with traffic in the morning. The evening, um, we do have staggered traffic patterns going into effect starting at 7 p.m. Um, closer you get to fireworks, we're going to be shutting down major streets right around where they'll be launching them from because we can't have traffic in that area. It's a mm-hmm. blast zone. Uh, mm-hmm. So closer you get to the time where they're going to be launched, we'll be shutting down major f- streets. So you'll have to come in from the south from Windsor and get as close as you can at that point. Um, but uh, just bear with us on that. But that's something we have done every year. Um, we're just getting a little bit uh, more um, we're paying more attention this year because we think there's going to be uh, a larger amount of traffic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's been a while. Joe McCullough is with us from the UVI Police. Diane Ducey. Lana Bardco is with us from the uh, Champaign County Freedom Celebration. Uh, can you say where they where do they fire the fireworks off, or can you say? Yeah, right off lot yeah. uh, E14, which is just uh, west of the State Farm Center. Mm-hmm. Okay. Across okay. the street yeah. from the State Farm Center. Okay. And then Kitty Corner from the Marquee right. is that Lot 31 where everybody's kind of tailgating and right. having that kind of okay. atmosphere where we have kids' activities and food trucks and face painting and, and things like that going on. So it's a very festive atmosphere. And, again, we appreciate everybody coming up. I know we'll also see a banner in that evening program that will kind of have this special memorandum. Our friend uh, Linda Umberger, who's mm-hmm. kind of the historian for the Champaign County Freedom Celebration, has a special tap, a special salute of five past presidents, Tom Costello. Mm-hmm. I mean, just brings a smile to my face talking about some of these folks. Leonard Doyle, who's actually a relative of mine. Val Coble, how yep. many years have oh, we man. interviewed him on the radio, Brian? Uh, Claudia Friedman, too, and and Tom he- uh, Tom Heinhorst uh, did so much for our party over the years, so it's kind of neat that we'll see that big banner honoring them, too. And, of course, all the details are kind of winding up, mm-hmm. but if you have a car that you'd like to put in the parade, we have some dignitaries that still need assigned vehicles. Um, if you have a band or a marching band and they're mm-hmm. in the zone and they want to get involved, uh, July4th.net is the best way to reach out to us. And of course, donations. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to get to Lana about that. Uh-huh. Um, 
I know that it was tough during COVID because we came to a complete stop. So I think yeah. it's it's been real important, right, Lana, to, to make those donations because this is all self-funded. It is all exactly self-funded. That's exactly right. Um, and we are all volunteers as well. Um, so those donations uh, help make each year great and um, continue that tradition that so many people have grown up with and um, love to be around. And we want to be able to continue to make this the best program. And the donations, every single dollar counts. Every, every dollar, every penny counts. Um, because it, it, it can do the most simplest little things. Once uh, $1 adds into $5 pretty quick, it adds into 100 all all pretty mm-hmm. fast. So. Yeah. Well, I know in the olden days when I was little, uh, you know, you'd have the people go around in the buckets and collect the money mm-hmm. and all of that. That was the that was the way the they would do it. Dressed up as clowns. But I guess in this day and age, right? I mean, you can donate about any way, right? I mean, yes, you, know. uh, you can still. We are still going to have um, actually. I Force uh, Cheer is going to be doing our collections this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to dress up as clowns, but <laughs> um, they're going to be out there having some fun um, on the parade route doing collections. But you can always uh, go to july4th.net backslash donations, and you can do your donation through that way. Mm-hmm. And there's a QR code. We'll have that on some of the porta-potties and signs mm-hmm. and things like that where you just put your yes. phone yeah. up there, and it's easy to move money digitally these yeah. days. We didn't have that when I was growing up. Exactly. Lana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Q- exactly. QR code? What? what was a, what's a QR code? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's awesome. Well, it's good to be doing this again. That's the big thing. I mean, For I know sure. it's been hard to, you know, um, just sit on the July Fourth and not do anything. I know, you know it's just weird. So. For so sure. We're, we're so to excited yeah. to be bringing everything yeah. back. And, you know, I don't know that it's going to be to the pace that we've known in the past. And I don't want people to be alarmed in case there's less on the entries or less in the run or whatever. But uh, now's the time. If you're thinking, yeah, I want to be a part of it. You're a business who can contribute. You still have a few days here. Uh, we want you to just visit July, the number four, th.net. And contribute in any way you can. And Lana, maybe you should talk about the setup and takedown. I hate that that falls on uh, the committee so much. It should be dispersed amongst service organizations. Yeah, um, and there's so many people that uh, have other plans on the force, or they um, have other commitments. And if you still want to come and help us, we do have opportunities for you guys to volunteer on the third as well as the fifth. It's not always the most fun and exciting projects, but um, we set up everything on the third um, and get um, everything set up so that Joe can get um, the traffic moving and everyone can have a safe and um, fun day on the fourth. And then we wrap everything up on the fifth and clean that up. Um, We do have a volunteer um, schedule out, a sign-up genius out. That is also on the web page. It's right there on um, on the home page. And you can sign up for the third, fourth, or fifth to be able to volunteer for multiple different activities. We have many levels of um, capabilities of doing things, and we just love to have everybody get involved. All right. I'm going to get a couple of, because i got about two minutes left. Uh, Joe, just give me a couple of key points you want to mention. Diane, give me a couple of key ones, and then I'll have Lana wrap it up. So We just ask everybody to be safe as they come out and uh, pay attention to our traffic barricades and enjoy the night. Okay. 
Well, that was easy, Joe. <laughs> and again, everything is at July4th.net to answer any of the questions you might have about this Monday party. A lot of the communities are doing things on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we're happy to kind of be the premier event. And Pyrotechnics is throwing together this fireworks show that's going to have the soundtrack here on your right. radio we're station. We're simulcasting that, yeah. So, and we're yeah. proud that, uh, you know, Mike Hale mm-hmm. is a representative in the broadcasting world, been a legend mm-hmm. in our area as the grand marshal for the parade so yeah. uh, keep in mind the 5k's at 905 the parade at 1105 the evening program at 7 and the fireworks at 915 mm. we also we also know the national anthem singer yes that's joe's yes. wife crystal is that right Okay, so that's cool. Excited. She has yeah. a beautiful voice and over at Meadowbrook Church. Our sister stations will be involved in this. Okay, uh, Light great. Rock and WKIO. And yeah, all typically of that, so. there's a retiring of the colors, that national yeah. anthem th- song, and then the fireworks show. It's just really mm-hmm. a patriotic moment. And Lana, give us the times again. Just kind of tick off those uh, when everything yeah. starts in the morning. Definitely. Um, the youth run is at eight thirty. Nine oh five starts that five k. Eleven oh five is the parade. And 7 o'clock is the evening program, followed by those fireworks at 9.15 to really close out the night with a bang. Hey, Lana, thank you for all the great work you do. Appreciate it. Diane, thank thank you. you. And Joe, thank you. I love it. We'll see you soon. God bless America. Happy 4th. All right, (laughs) back to wrap it up in a moment. Penny, for your thoughts. Appreciate uh, Alana and Diane and Joe for coming in. And uh, congratulations to our friend Mike Hale being the Grand Marshal of that parade. He and his daughter Jennifer. So that'll be awesome to uh, see them there on the uh, 4th of July. Hope to see uh, all of you there on the uh, 4th of July. The parade, the 5K, the, the youth run, the fireworks show. It's all back, which is great. Great to have back. All right, tomorrow we've got the uh, new police chief in Champaign, Timothy Tyler. Also, Dave Tomlinson will join us. He just got back from Ukraine. So all of that is uh, coming up tomorrow on Penny. Then on Friday, two hours, open line with Justice Robert Steigman sitting in the studio with us for both hours. We'll start off the July 4th weekend with a bang with the judge. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to uh, Patrick for being with us in that first hour. And thank you most of all for being there and listening and participating and talking with us, I'm sure, off the radio and at the radio and on the radio with us each and every day. WDWA.